0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Modern Golden Age Podcast. And with me today, I have the one and only Danny Miranda. Danny, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a real pleasure to talk to you uh, again, and I'm really excited that we can do this. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing well. I'm really honored and grateful for you coming here and bringing me in today. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and we're just talking like, like you're with the cold uh and in and, and, and i found it fascinating that you are having to say well i'm actually throwing away the gold but not that won't stop me and i was just sharing with you that i i i truly believe that there are a few things in this world that might stop you because you just keep posting so much stuff and so much bell like i love your episodes and, and i actually wanted to start uh by congratulating you on your approach to Trying to get uh, Andrew Schultz on your show. You 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 post, posted posted it yesterday, uh, and so I, I was wondering. I, I want to start there. Like, how how have you do you enjoy his his comedy specials? How is your relationship with, with with Andrew?
1: Yeah, well, my relationship with Andrew is non-existent. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but I mean, I followed him for. Maybe like three, four years around there, ever since he was on Joe Rogan, and kind of really started picking up into his stuff in the past two years. Yeah. And I've just been really inspired by the way that he attacks content in a similar way to me. And he he's just nonstop and he has a vision and he has big missions on his mind of where he wants to go. Yeah. And so I figured we will eventually have an incredible conversation, if not. You know, in the next month or next yeah. year, yeah. in the next ten.
0: Absolutely, you, you'll yeah, yeah, and you'll get them for for sure. And and I actually, I want to start there. So you're like to me, you're a very um, inspiring example because I, I've I've been following you for a while. We have connected uh, a couple of months ago, actually in previous year. And one of the things that I've been really enjoying is to actually watch you win and grow. And like I remember that when you started, I. You, you had like a, a certain kind of guest but right now you're really like going full on like you you had james Altucher alter on the show you had tom vo you had like all these amazing guests and and you just posted a bit recently saying that you you were reading a book i i don't recall the the, the specific book but you the said third that you wanted, door yeah the third door and you wanted to be an even bigger guests. so my first question is like what are your like top five guests that you would love to bring on the show and you haven't had the, the chance to.
1: Yeah, I kind of just wrote about this just now uh, in a tweet. Somebody asked me the same thing. I The first few that came to mind were Andrew Schultz, of course, yeah. uh, Mike Posner, David Goggins, Jocka Willink, and Joe Rogan and yeah. then i also threw oprah and tim ferriss in there but yeah yeah man just people like that people who inspire me who play life at the grandest scale yeah. and and i just i'm really inspired by those types of people
0: yeah yeah and and and, and awesome so one of the things that i actually uh, i i listened to your 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 interview uh, I think it was. Uh, I think you actually just posted as well a clip from that interview where Nick asks you like, "What do you see in five years?" And and, yeah. and you, in, in there you say that you have like this gift for uh, doing research and connecting with people. And I was wondering where do you think that that comes from? Like, where does? Because because I believe you have like this relentless curiosity about people, and so yeah. where does that come from?
1: Uh, that comes from knowing myself and getting deeper in touch with myself. Mm -hmm. I, I was a curious kid when I was growing up, but the more that I got in touch with myself at a deep level, the Mm -hmm. more I became curious about the world around me and other people as well. Mm -hmm. So I would say that the relentless curiosity comes from get, becoming more better in touch with myself.
0: Mm -hmm. Perfect. And so for, for someone listening, what are some ways that you can, that you recommend that people can use to get in touch with themselves as well?
1: Yeah, I would say meditation was a big one for me. Yeah. But it could be going to a therapist for someone else. It could be going on a walk by themselves with no inputs. It could be uh, journaling or just like writing down your thoughts stream of conscious. It's yeah. like whatever method that you do consistently and you enjoy doing mm-hmm. as a way to look at your thoughts and to see like, this is what I'm thinking. Like mm-hmm. that is whatever you find that's best, mm-hmm. like lead into that is yeah. like, has made me more curious as a human being.
0: Yeah. Perfect. So uh, I actually wanted to go back because a lot of the times that you were interviewed, you talk a lot about podcasting and I love that, but I actually wanted to explore like not the Danny Miranda podcaster, but actually Danny Miranda, the person. So how, like you're clearly someone who uh, is very interested in personal growth and personal development. Like how did that relationship start? Uh, have you ever been like that? How, what was, if there's any like a defining moment that starts your relationship with, with that area?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've always been interested in personal development because I've always had this idea of like, we're here on earth for a small number of time. How can we make that experience as full and as rich as possible? And I always saw these books and I was always curious about the mind that I was always curious about, you know, how can we improve this experience? I remember buying the game by Neil Strauss, like when I was in eighth grade or seventh grade or something like that, just like really young age to be thinking about personal development or anything like that. But like it, It was always on my mind. I think in fifth grade, I bought a book on like how to become a better blogger. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if that would qualify as personal development per se, but I've just always been interested in how can we make the most out of this? And I think it just comes from the idea of understanding that we're not here for that long.
0: Yeah. Uh, how old are you when you realize that? Because that insight is, is actually a very profound insight. Like the fact that you realize that, oh, my time here is finite. So I, I should enjoy uh, as as the most I can. Like, do you remember when when did you realize that? You're...
1: I don't. I don't know when I realized that. I don't know. Like there was no specific moment. Yeah.
0: Okay. So But. Let, go ahead. I,
1: I will say it was like kind of understanding too that, I didn't, I didn't think that where I was at, like the school, like I I never really found a good relationship with school Mm -hmm. in general. And I always felt like this after, after like ninth grade, which is like 15 kind of realized that it wasn't for me and it wasn't in alignment with the type of person that I wanted to be in the future. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a big realization of like, all right, like this is we have the school system here, but it doesn't yeah. really it doesn't really feel real to me in a way. Yeah.
0: Do, do you remind, like do you mind do, do like do you remember actually what were like the internal dialogue back then because like most there's a lot of kids that I know and you probably know people that, that well like that as well that they go to school and they realize that school is not like for them. But instead of just doing what you did, which was basically grow and realize, well, this is not for me. I'll, I'll pursue another path. They'll they'll actually let that uh, affect their confidence and their and their well being, and they get depressed. Like, why didn't that happen to you? What was your mental strategy to deal with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there were some times where I felt down, um, but I don't think that was my o- overarching. Uh, Narrative or mental framework at that time. I think that the reason why I didn't get depressed about that was because I was doing interesting things to me. Like I had this Knicks blog, which I talk about sometimes on the podcast, which is like I was 15 years old meeting NBA professional basketball players and other reporters who were like in shock at me. And it kind of gave me confidence of understanding, like, oh, I could. Put my own mark on this world like i literally just created this website in june and then three months later i'm interviewing professional basketball players so like what's good with that like you know that's exciting to me
0: absolutely so let's talk a little bit bit about that uh for those of you who don't know that story uh tell us uh, how did you come up with, with the idea of creating the site and a little bit of how that process happened of getting like how does a 15 year old Uh, kid gets to interview NBA players just like that
1: yeah so that summer I there was a big hoopla around LeBron James and where he was going to take his talents he was a free agent and he one of the things that he could have potentially chosen one of the places that he could have potentially chosen to play was the Knicks. And so I was a big Knicks fan and I was like, wow, there's going to be a bunch of new Knicks fans coming in if LeBron chooses to go to the Knicks. Uh, so I kind of started the blog in, in June, I believe. And I kind of just assumed that there would be something that would was going to come out of this free agent period for LeBron. And LeBron didn't end up choosing to play for the Knicks, but I still carried forward the idea of having the blog and writing, and because I found a lot of enjoyment with connecting with other Knicks fans yeah. around the globe. Yeah. So, so that's kind of how it came to me. Like,
0: like, how's that process? Like, do you remember, like, what were you doing? Were you coming to class and then doing yourself <laughs> and writing? Like, how was your day as a year old blogger?
1: Yeah, I was, yeah, it was a lot of. Just like during school class periods, just like writing a post, it was you know, uh, like every chance I got watching the game, writing a post game recap, doing it all again, writing a pregame, just trying to find the latest news. And I only did that for like a year and a half. I believe the NBA went to lockout, and uh, that like kind of put a damper on my enjoyment or excitement about what i was doing and i kind of wanted to just be like a normal kid too Uh, so yeah it was it was a lot of fun it was really exciting and it was by far the most uh, memorable part of my high school experience yeah
0: yeah it's it's so funny that you mentioned like i I wanted to be a normal kid as well because i remember like when I was in high school, I, I was having like a band because I was studying music and I wanted to be a musician. So I I, I would I was having like this totally different experience from other uh, from other students, because most of the people in ninth grade, they, they don't have, sure, they play, some of them can play sports, but most of us are not uh, like having in a stage trying to play and I was rehearsing and all that stuff. And I remember that sometimes, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love that sometimes, I, I would say to myself, like, damn, I wish I was just a normal kid. We didn't have to go to re- a rehearsal right now, and then talk with that dude from that bar, so we can go play there. And like, and and, and sometimes I think that there's people um, in in our space that are doing all these amazing projects. Um, and, and 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 sometimes, and I don't know if you feel this, but let me know that sometimes it's. It's hard to admit that there are bad days, right? Um, and, and, and at least for me, I had like that pressure, and I was working at personal development, I was working in the corporate world, and, and teaching all these strategies so people could live better. And and it felt like hypocrite, hypocrite, hypocritical. I don't know what to say. It, uh, to to have like um, a bad day, and so I was wondering, like, have you ever felt that pressure as well? Um, and you still, so, how have you dealt with
1: that? Yeah, I've definitely had bad days. Um, you know, the past two years I've had bad days And you know, when I was writing the next blog, I, I think bad days are are kind of part of the process. Yeah. And we, I would definitely agree that we don't like talk enough about them and how, how normal they are. Yeah. It's like, there's going to be times, you know, where you don't go to the gym for a week and you're like, what's going on? Like what's wrong with me and you know it, it's part of the process it's part of um, doing whatever habit you're doing it, it, i don't know like what exactly you mean by bad day but just days when you're not feeling yeah, it yeah. like is like is pretty common and yeah. i i think you're so right that more needs to be more light needs to be shed on on that yeah. topic
0: and, and that's why i love so much um the, the fact that uh, a couple of weeks ago you you published on Twitter that you were having some troubles uh uh with with, with sports betting and yeah. the vulnerability of admitting that to me was really inspiring because like i i've told you this before and i will tell like everyone i, I actually talked with my girlfriend before uh, coming in the show about about interviewing like to me i always associate with you like this two major things like this incredible positive energy and a lot of self-love I, and, and it, it was really moving to see that someone like that can also have like this vulnerability of sharing uh, some 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 bad moments and, and I, I was wondering if, if you could talk a little bit about that like how did that start and what are you doing to, to uh, how's your relationship with, with sports banning?
1: yeah so that started because I was doing a job that wasn't in alignment with me and I was doing things daily that weren't in alignment with me and it was a slow and slippery slope. It wasn't like I woke up one day. and was like, Oh, I'm in a sports bet today. It was like a slow process of not having a lot of bad days in a row and not acknowledging them or doing anything about it. And so I kind of, just got to a point where I was, I was pretty numb to just life in general and just didn't feel good uh, because I was doing this job that I didn't like. And I, I didn't want to be the type of person who I was being every day. And so when that happens, when you're out of alignment, like when I'm out of alignment, a lot of things go out of alignment mm-hmm. the same way I could have all this positive energy and, and put it all towards the podcast and say, this with the podcast, it's like I'm in alignment. So it fuels me to be even more in alignment and it fuels me to go even deeper on the things that I'm interested in. But yeah. when I'm off the path, I'll go way off the path. I'll go so far off oh, the path really? that, you oh, know, okay. so, so I think it, I I have that to me, the, the, dual nature of being really focused and really positive, but then I could also go really negative and really, uh, downward. So I think it's important to keep in mind and to just acknowledge. And right now my relationship with sports betting is I I don't really have any desire to sports, but I haven't been in a long time. And that's just because I don't know, I feel, I feel whole myself. I I enjoy what I'm doing every day. I don't need the distraction of that or, really want it at all yeah
0: awesome and once again congratulations on on, on actually being able to articulate that and, and and share it and put it behind your back um uh, like i was wondering if do you have like any strategy that allows you to to understand like to make that connection because most people sometimes have some trouble and i know we're getting into, into like this more a vulnerable spot but i'll i'll have a bunch of questions ready so you can talk a bunch of other topics but i'm, I'm really curious
1: about it's like, all good
0: yeah thank you I, because i was really curious about like is there any way how, how did you make that connection about well I, i'm doing a job that i don't like and because most people are they, they lack at least in my experience some of them lack the self-awareness to understand that like, right. And so, only after a bunch of times, sometimes months or even years, they realize, oh, wait, I've been doing this and this and this because of that thing. So, how do you make that connection? And how did you discover that?
1: It was just like looking at my body, looking at how I felt, looking at, um, you know, my mind state and what I was bringing to every moment. It wasn't yeah. what I was proud of. And I wasn't doing the things that I knew were good for me. And, yeah. you know, a lot went into that and, and a lot of reasons occurred for why that happened. But yeah, man, I, I think it was just, you know spending a lot of time with myself and and just like ha- finally having enough of like, all right, I can't keep living like this. I know, um, I, know I can do more.
0: Yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really inspiring. Um, And once again, medical regulations. So um, let's, let's change a little bit of um, topic. And as as I was saying to you before we started to record, like this podcast is named the Modern Golden Age Podcast. And that's because I believe, I don't know if if you know this meme. Do you know Visa in Twitter? Like Visa Khan? Have you followed him?
1: I've heard of him, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's, he's an awesome dude and, and someone who I think you would really enjoy having on the podcast. Uh, and so he has this meme where you have a bunch of bricks lined up and basically he says that if we tackle them all, we get to a golden age of humanity. Now, remember looking at that meme and thinking, I want to be part of that process. Uh, I want to be part of the process to get to this modern golden age. And one of the questions that I've been uh, I've been having fun asking a, a bunch of people guests is, like when you hear modern golden age, like, what does that, um, like, what's the picture that you get in your own mind? Like, do you, what could that mean? Like, what's the modern golden age to you?
1: <laughs> the first image that comes to my mind is a picture of like a super city, yeah. uh, where everything's green and everything is just like super high tech. Um, so that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, but in terms of like, that's just like the outer appearance of it. Um, like for me, a modern golden age would just mean like a, a closer, more empathy for each other as human beings Mm -hmm. and more, um, I would say, like discipline for our goals, mm-hmm. and the ability for us to hold two different thoughts in our mm-hmm. head at the same time mm-hmm. without uh, going crazy. Yeah. That that's what uh, modern golden age strikes to me at this moment.
0: Yeah, awesome. So those are those were some principles that that you actually um, somehow connect with. That that's awesome. And, and I was wondering if we can explore uh, each one of them. Like, for instance. When, when, it, when it comes to empathy uh, and, and connection, connection, um, like, to you, what are some things that we can, because to me, like, to, to have a conversation, to have a podcast where, where you interview people, you need to have, like, a lot of empathy towards the guests and towards the people that, that you have on yourself. And so my first question about that specific principle would be, like, what are some, Strategies that you use to connect better with people. To and when I say connect, not in a sense that I, I I can connect with them on Twitter and then getting on the podcast. But once you're having a conversation, like let's say right now, I want to create a, a, an even more empathy towards you. What can I do? What can a person do to create more empathy with with another one?
1: I think it's putting yourself in that person's shoes and. Being quicker to point the blame at yourself than somebody else, Mm. because you, you haven't lived in their shoes. You don't know why they're coming to the conclusions they're coming to. And so making the onus on yourself to understand versus rather than having the other person explain themselves to you. I Mm. think that's one way to do it. Uh, Another is just to experience more. Right, if we experience more cultures, if we experience more types of people, you're going to be more empathetic because mm-hmm. you're going to see, oh, this person does this this way, and this culture does this another way. And guess what? They're neither one of them is wrong, they're both living and they're both doing what they can in this moment. So, I think like a practical way would be like traveling or at least traveling in your city. And what I mean by traveling in your city is like going up to people, having conversations, learning more about where they're from. One insight I had with my friend Tej was that you can travel to a hundred different cities and countries right now, if you're willing to talk to a hundred different people and learn about their backgrounds. And, you know, maybe that's not, going to be the case if everyone from your town hasn't left your town but i think travel exists even if you don't board a plane or go to a different location often
0: yeah so like i i'm assuming that you already did some of that like talked with you tried that experience was there like any story that that really uh like struck something like if if you do that if i once again i'm assuming that you did that like Was there any conversation that really was special or made made you um, somehow uh, feel or have an insight?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, one common theme was I'd be talking to people and I did this experiment basically where for 30 days straight, I talked to someone new every day, like a random stranger, got to know them. And I kind of just realized like people aren't seen often in our world that we live in. There are a lot of people who don't get don't get seen, don't get appreciated often, and they do thankless jobs. Um, mm. And so like an example of this might be, I went to a bunch of different gas stations. And I started talking to people like, Hey, what's your shift end? Like, how are you doing? Like, like, no, like really, like, how are you? Like, Mm -hmm. and people really appreciated that. And it wasn't just like one story that comes to mind right now, but it was just like the theme of people really appreciating me giving the effort of trying to get to know them better. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was really impactful for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's that's awesome and and like and, have you traveled like um uh, outside of, of the, the the u.s
1: not as much as i would like but a little bit
0: yeah where have you been if i may ask like yeah
1: where... wh- i've been to italy uh my ancestors from at least my dad's side are from italy yeah um, I've been to uh, Canada. That doesn't really count. Yeah. Um, Colu- Columbia. Um... Would like
0: any of those places brought any kind of insight? and Because or, or, once again, we're talking about empathy. And, and like, I, I, I believe that as well. I believe that if you travel, if you meet different people, if you meet different culture, you'll end up understanding that the only reason why you think something is normal is because you've experience that your all your whole life and if you change you would experience other things like did Italy or Colombia had an impact on you?
1: Um yeah of course it had an impact on me. For Italy it was when I was 15, Mm -hmm. so long time ago Colombia was in the last three years I would say um but the impact they had on me was just understanding and see things in a different perspective Um, Mm. nothing like really pops out to mind but Mm. um, it just also made me have more appreciation for the U.S. and where I live and uh, I went to Colombia and like the the supermarket is like the supermarket that I went to was just like people bringing uh, different items in and like none of it was like lined up and Mm -hmm. and what none of it was organized and i was Mm -hmm. like huh like i never really considered the possibility for a supermarket not to be organized and what a what a you know naive perspective but like that was something that like was like whoa like i that's that's just another a different way that people are operating so that was cool yeah, awesome. And so one
0: of the principles was 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 the empathy, uh, and the other one that you said was having a little bit more of discipline towards our goals, and that would help us get to to one golden age. And I totally uh, agree with you. And one of, and I believe that habits are one of the best ways for us to achieve what you want. And I actually found it interesting because a couple of weeks months ago, I can I can actually recall that you wrote a tweet saying something like along the lines of finally realizing that you wanted to talk about habits and that was your, like your core. So I was wondering, how did you come up with that conclusion? Cause you've been putting out content for a while. So how did that was, how, how did you come up with that revelation? And the second thing is why habits?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I'll come up with these revelations every now and again, uh, but that doesn't necessarily make them true. Is, Mm -hmm. is the, the first thing I'll say, but habits are so important because I realize that whenever I'm flowing in life, whenever things are going well, whenever I feel good about myself, it's because of the habits that I'm doing. And so habits are such a critical role in, in creating the life that I want to create. Mm -hmm. And so when I realized that I was like, oh, I should probably devote more time to talking about habits and just how habits have helped me and also like the general way you could go about creating better habits. But I kind of realized like James Clear kind of has habits on lock and like, you know, when you think of habits, you can think of him or, uh, and so I haven't really spent a lot of time um, like really.
0: Thinking about that.
1: Yeah. Thinking about that. Uh, But I have, I do, post about habits whatever i can of like these are the habits that help me yeah
0: yeah and and because and, because it's funny that you say that because i i remember looking at that because to me i associate you a lot with with like conversations and and you're one of those persons that just really flows while having a conversation and 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 like what are some habits that you relate to that like what are some like to me you're you're a great inspiration as a podcaster and it, it, someday I I can be half as good as you are, man. I, I'll be so happy. So what are some of the habits that make Danny Miranda the podcaster?
1: I would say meditation's a huge one. Just being at peace with nothing allows me to give space to the conversation. And I notice that when I don't meditate consistently and I have conversations, I'm more... I want to interject more and I, I'm less comfortable with what is. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's something you do really well. is just like giving space for whatever to occur, occurring. And I think that's a beautiful trait that I try to improve. And one way I improve that is by just meditating. Um, Another one is just reading broadly. If the more that I read, the more I can pull examples from, Different random studies that I find and just consuming in general, consuming high quality content and also consuming qu- like content that isn't quote unquote high quality, like Andrew Schultz's podcast wouldn't necessarily be like a self-improvement podcast, but it makes me laugh at it. And it, it makes me think about how he approaches his voice intonation and how he has on a guest and how he just shoots the shit with his friends and how like how he does different things Mm -hmm. and and so that's really cool um so consuming broadly and meditating are like two habits that are really important for me to have great conversations
0: yeah and 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 talk a little bit more about podcasting um like to me, your your style of interviewing resembles, at least to me, like, uh, Tim Ferris. Like, I remember listening yeah. to Tim Ferriss for the first time and realizing, like, only, like, this dude is, is going, like, doing some deep research and finding questions that no one would, like, ask this, this guest. And I remember for the first time that I was listening to your podcast, I was like, he, he does that, too? Like, how <laughs> did he come up with all these different questions? And you do this incredible research and so i was wondering if you could guide us uh like through a process of um how you do your own research to do a guest like mm-hmm. so uh, uh, guide yeah. us to, to to that process
1: yeah so I, I guess the the first thing i'll do is just search on youtube the guest name and i'll look for and key in on the the least watched or the longest time Mm -hmm. ago interviews and piece of content because those are the things that are furthest away from the guest mind and can really let the guest know that i care about them and i have empathy for them Mm -hmm. because i understood their journey in a way that maybe other interviewers didn't Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's one thing and then I'll, i'll watch a bunch of those Usually I'll like 1.5 speed or 2x two, two X speed just to like get them through and I'll stop it whenever I find something interesting that I want to talk to them about, jot it down. And then, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the bulk of it. I mean, I'll go to their tweets in the past and search like some of their most liked tweets from, you know the last 10 years and see if there's any gems in there. Mm. Um, and just really try to show effort and because I really care about them because yeah. I really want to know more about them and I wanna learn about what they have to say about these things. So mm. yeah, that's kind of my process.
0: Yeah, and how, like, then what, how, how long do you start doing that before having a guest?
1: Yeah, I would say it's usually like within the week and usually within like three days of them being on. You do um, all
0: that research. Sorry to, to interrupt, but yeah. I to, you do all that research in three days a week. Jesus. Yeah. I was thinking like you would say something like, yeah, I usually have like one month before where I consume <laughs> all that. You do that on three days. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's because I've done it so many times so I could take something that used to take a week or two weeks or three and and compress it into three days or two days even like and it's like I know what to look for now Um, and so I don't know it's just like I like when it's fresher in my mind because I could do research for a guest a month from now and I'll forget something that I yeah. would have researched even if i wrote it down i'll be like what does that mean like I'll, I'll have that sometimes where i'll do research a guest will cancel and they'll book again for the next month and i'll be like what did that note mean i have no idea yeah. so that's why i do it all within that week period
0: like so much sense because uh, yeah because that allows you to have that fresh in your mind so even when when you're having conversations like how much of it are previous thought out questions and how much our questions are just
1: arise in the moment yeah that's a great question i think it's like 50 50 i mm-hmm. ideally want it to be 50 50 mm-hmm. because i want to have my research but also know that the most interesting thing that somebody says is something that they just said not that mm-hmm. i have prepared and it's not always the case but if i just keep it both of like Fifty percent research, fifty percent let it go wherever it wants to go. Mm-hmm. I find that's the best for me, but yeah. I'm open it, to hearing other ways of researching it, and interviewing.
0: Yeah, and like no, because because that makes a lot of sense. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I try to understand that, and, and and some questions are easy to understand. Like, oh, he's he clearly made research. Sometimes you just say like, I was watching a video from you, and, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's research. But sometimes you do so. so Such great questions that i can't understand like is there any research behind this or is it just coming out with 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 that in a moment and to me that's fascinating uh because i'm I'm always trying to understand that and and i believe that as a podcaster like you need to be really good at the craft of asking questions and so and I, i was wondering like like you're pretty good at that Uh, So how did, did, have you ever been like that or how did you come up, how did you start to improve the quality of your questions?
1: I just researched it. (laughs) I just, I looked up uh, Tim Ferriss interviews with Larry King and I looked up, you know, like what does uh, Joe Rogan do and like studying the craft and just like taking notes on it. And you, you could study all you want. But then applying it twice a week or three times a week for the past year and a half has been incredibly impactful. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's like push-ups. You could read about the push-ups, but like when you apply it, you see how the push-ups shape you, and and you can't really know how to ask a good question unless you're asking questions often. Is my perspective?
0: Yeah, like like looking back at. The like dozens of episodes that you already have like is there any particular question or or piece of research that you you pointed to a guest that make you feel really proud of it like i don't know if i'm making the question
1: yeah clear yeah yeah i i don't know if there's one particular moment or anything like that that stands out but i get such a high from understanding that the person on the other end is feeling seen in that moment. Mm. And what I mean by that is like, they can, they can feel that I care about them in that moment without me having to say, I care about you. They know that I do. And mm. so that is really impactful for me. And it always brings me a level of joy.
0: Yeah. And and, and maybe that's why, I, I mean, I don't know. But maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why you get so much honest answers right like i and 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 you get like because because that's one of the things that i really enjoyed about your podcast uh is that there's you're able to put the guests in uh such a calm and comfortable space and you get these these answers that otherwise you wouldn't get right and and like for instance i i love your recent. by the way but let's just dive in you have a pin tweet right now on on your twitter about uh your one of your conversations uh and i first of all it's phenomenal the like the way you wrote that thread i remember that i was i I was actually you 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 posted like two three minutes and i saw it uh and i was reading to that and the moment that you say, well that's what happened to sahil and here's the link the interview i was like damn, that was so good. And so, because I'm talking about, of course, your, your conversation with Hillbrook, which was phenomenal, by the way. So, and, and I was wondering, like, how did you come up with the idea of writing this thread? Because because there's a lot of comments on YouTube of, of people saying, like, yeah, I'm here for, I'm here because of the thread, like, great thread. I mean, how did you come up with that?
1: I I kind of just was doing the timestamps for the episode. And I was like, what's the most impactful thing that happened in this episode and like what was what is the part of the episode where i'm telling a friend about it and like how would i lead with telling them about it and it's like oh it's like this story is like yo he met the apple ceo he mentored him and like how can i frame that in an interesting way is like how i thought about it um so yeah Thank you for saying that.
0: No, that, that, that was awesome. And that that actually gets me to another uh, question that I have about like how you relate with guests, which is like, because I remember when I was doing um, some r- more research episodes uh, back in my previous podcast, one of the things that was happening was I, I was speaking like these um, random uh, I, I tried to do some, some deep research as well. Uh, yeah. Nothing on your level. like you're, you're awesome on that. But I remember that what happened was like most of the questions I was posing were questions that may it, it made the guest feel like heard and, and listened to and, and he realized that I cared enough to do that deep research. But then what I was finding out was that the answer that they would give would be like the answer that that I already find find out, uh, you yeah. know. And and so I was wondering, like, does that happen to you as well? And yeah. if if not, it, it does.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah. And so how how did like how does, does that make you feel? Like, would you like to have different different questions so you would get like answers that you wouldn't get through deep research? Uh, how 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 do you relate with
1: that? Yeah, so that is such a great question. <clears throat> so it's like, sometimes I'll ask a, a question that I've heard, or I'll ask a question, and I'll realize the guest is talking about something and doing their scripted answer. Yeah. And my whole thing is like, how can I get them off the script? And so what I often think about is not to ask them a question about the thing in which I've researched, but asking them a question to their answer to Mm. the thing they've researched, Mm. to the thing I've researched. So it's like a guest will, I'm researching a conversation. A guest is asked a question, they answer it. And then my question to them on my podcast is the question is a question I would have if i was in the room with them mm. and on that first podcast yeah, follow up and then that. and then they're like whoa like i've never thought about it like that because i'm continuing the thread that mm-hmm. they had once we're talking about
0: mm-hmm. oh, that makes that make so sense, much sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely and uh, aren't you afraid like uh, have, have you ever felt like you need a question and and maybe this is a uh, uh uh, too much of, of a per- personal question and feel free to just say, I don't want, I don't want to answer. but have you ever asked a question to a guest where you feel like you, you're, the, the amount of research or the fact that you're asking a question that they've never thought about make them uncomfortable?
1: No, no. I don't think about that. That's
0: um, so, okay, so how, what do you think about?
1: I think about, I want to, I know my intent is pure mm. and if they don't want to talk about it, Like that's cool, Mm. but I also know that I'm not trying to get them, right? Mm. Like it doesn't make me uncomfortable because I'm not coming from a place of uncomfort Mm. and I respect if someone doesn't want to talk about it and we'll move on and talk about something else. But I also maybe want to put them in an uncomfortable position sometimes because I know that when we're in uncomfortable positions, we actually grow. Yeah, absolutely. So. So I, I don't really think about like, oh, I'm, I'm putting them in a, a tough spot.
0: Yeah, that's that's so, yeah, that, that makes total sense. Um, Danny, I, I, I just want to ask you like one or two uh, more questions because, uh, uh, and, and like, to me, it's really important to say that I really appreciate your your, your work. Yeah, I'm, I'm a very big fan of yours and your content. And I truly believe that conversations like your podcast and the kind of conversations that you have because the conversations that you're having are not just simply conversations you're actually allowing like these big people to 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 come up with answers that may serve not only you and them but also everyone listening right
1: like exactly and,
0: and and that that's why i had zero uh, hesitation into in bringing you to this, to this podcast because I know that's what what the golden age is about to me at least is trying to help other people to like raise our our our, our vibration in our conscious into another a whole new level and what you do it, it really helps on that and to me one of the things that I also associate with you is this high level of energy yeah. and what I mean by energy I know that if I ask you what are some habits that Will get will that give you that energy. You'll answer me with meditation and, and, and <laughs> probably going to the gym. That makes total sense. Because yeah. but what I was wondering is talking a little bit of, in a more esoteric, uh, esoteric space. Like I, I believe that you have like this out of the world energy, like you're, like your uh, like a direct connection with the universe where you just let like, have all this energy flow. Like how did you get that? like how, how can how can a, like a common dude get that much of spiritual energy just like, like like you
1: bro first of all thank you for the kind words two I'm, I'm just a normal guy you know like I'm just a I know I know uh it's easy to put those those c- people whose content we consume on a pedestal
0: yeah
1: and I'm not suggesting you're doing that but I, I just want to let you know like And let anyone listening know, I'm just a normal person. I get sick. I get colds. I'm just like, uh, but I mean, I don't don't know if I have a direct (laughs) line to God, direct spiritual (laughs) connection, but I appreciate that you would think that. Uh, And I just feel like it's a lot of time listening to myself and listening to really smart people who impact my thinking in some way. Yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know if there's anything like that special about me yeah. in general, other than I'm willing to work really hard. Yeah. I love the podcast and I love connecting with people and I love connecting with myself. So I think that's uh, that's the hidden secrets if I yeah. if you were to ask. Yeah
0: but, but, but those are because those are things that we can do, right? I, I, I'm not saying that you're special in a way that nobody else is. I believe that we all are. But I clearly yes. believe that it's almost like we all have that connection, but we have like this mental barrier and we have yeah. to put in the work to let go of that barrier. And to me, you're one of the guys that I, I, I know that actively does the work to dissolve that and to have a bigger connection with And then that comes through at least um, for for me. So Danny, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm really happy with it. I, and I, I, I just have, one or two more questions before we go so the first one is is there any question that i mean you interview a lot of people you also been in a bunch of podcasts is there any question that you would like uh, a podcaster to have asked you that never happened
1: i don't know i don't think so I okay. <laughs> i don't, I don't i don't go into podcasts expecting to be asked specific questions mm. i kind of just like let's see what happens you know like mm. and, and if, even if you ask zero questions to me it would still be interesting to yeah. me in some way yeah. so okay, yeah perfect
0: perfect because i was wondering because if there was one i would ask them and i would be like yeah i was the first dude to do <laughs> that, 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 that,
1: that you know, so, you know yeah. one thing is i always get nervous talking to other podcasters oh really people who have studied the craft i don't get nervous for really any interviews mm-hmm. but the ones where i do it's like oh this person studied podcasting for 10 years mm. and that that for me gets me like oh shoot like this is this person knows what i'm gonna mess up yeah um, but mm. yeah
0: that's so interesting but have you ever felt like because I've I've listened to a bunch of your like what's your favorite podcast like where you as a you as a, a guest like what's the favorite interview you have ever had is there any I, don't know. I mean okay.
1: yeah yeah, like, yeah I, I don't what? know if I have a favorite okay, like perfect I've never thought about that
0: yeah because because I mean I, I was thinking about that and I was trying to understand like because I've listened to a bunch of your interviews like you being interviewed and there's yeah. not a single one where I think like oh. Danny's nervous here. So you do a great job, uh, at least that, and masking that. Um, no, I
1: misspoke. I bet when I interview other oh, okay. podcasters. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't
0: understand. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but uh, then let me think about it, because I once again, I don't know if <laughs> I ever heard <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> where, where, yeah. where, where I thought, like, well, Danny's nervous here. I mean, once again, I think I truly, really, and I listen to a bunch of podcasts, but I truly really believe you're, you're one of, like, you're, I, know you, I I don't watch much NBA, but you know, when there's this new player in town and, you, and people are like, well, this guy is new, but he'll definitely go places. Like, to me, you're that guy. Uh, I and appreciate so, that. Nah, that, that. That's fine. Danny, one last question, please. Uh, if people want to connect with you, and want to follow your work and your podcast, what are the best places to do so?
1: I would say the Danny Miranda podcast is the number one spot. You could go check out whatever episode is interesting to you and let me know on Twitter at hey Danny Miranda. you know, what you thought of that episode. That would be the world to me. So yeah. thank yeah. you.
0: Well, I'll, I'll leave the links in, in, in description of the, of the episode and I'll also uh, as well on YouTube and all that stuff. Danny thank you so much uh, for for being on the show it, it's always a pleasure to 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 talk with you I know that I'm I, like I know I'm a very big fanboy of yours and so but but it's true I mean I, I truly enjoy your work and to me it's a real privilege to be able to talk with you for for uh, this minute so thank you once again uh, for, for being here um and to everyone listening to the show if you like you know please go follow Danny anywhere if you want don't do that already Uh, do yourself a favor and do that and also if you like please consider subscribing the podcast on your favorite podcast platform or on youtube and i'll see you on the next episode danny once again thank you so much bye